0: Welcome everyone to the Mutants over at Table 9, otherwise known as Moat 9, M-O-A-T, the number 9, where I review and or discuss movies, TV shows, anything and everything geek worthy. So grab a drink and a snack, maybe you're on your drive to work, whatever the case may be, the newest episode is coming at you in 3, 2, 1. Alright guys, welcome to episode, I believe, 18. I should always check these things before I start recording, but I don't. I apologize ahead of time. Ah, I'm so bad at this, but it's so much fun. Anyway, so today I decided that I am going to shit all over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going to make it a shit sandwich though, and by that I mean this usually have bread, whatever filling, most usually meat, some kind of meat and veggie, whatever, and then another bread, right? So I'm going to make a shit sandwich when it comes to this movie. I'm going to give Quarantino, it's Quentin Tarantino, I just combined his name, Quarantino, I'm going to call him that through this whole episode. I'm going to start off giving Quarantino his due respect and I'm going to shit all over his movie probably a few of his movies and then I'm going to cap it off with another bread and giving him his due respect. Um a little a little intro to this. Um I've I'll look it up real quick but I'm pretty sure I've seen all of his movies. If not, definitely most of them. If not all of them. Um I do like them. He's um he's a good he's a good director. Um let's see, let's look at this filmography real quick. So Mr. Chen Tem- Whoa whoa whoa, I went too far. This is on IMDB of course. If you don't follow IMDB or check it, you should if you're into movies. I think I went a little too far. Okay, so apparently he did an episode of Golden Girls. I did not know that. Oh, he's a novice impersonator in that. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm not looking for him as a writer or actor. Producer. Oh, wow. He was a writer on um, Natural Born Killers. Interesting. I didn't know that. Producer... Okay, I should have... De- oh, there we go. Director. Uh, Okay, so he did Lovebirds in Bondage, a short in 1983. My Best Friend's Birthday in 1987. I did not see those. I believe his, like, major, major release, first one, was, of course, Reservoir Dogs in 92. Saw that. Pulp Fiction, saw that. Apparently, he directed an episode of ER. Didn't see that. Four Rooms. I didn't see that one. Interesting. I wonder what that's about. I haven't seen that at all. Uh, Jackie Brown in 97, and then he did, of course, Kill Bill 1 and 2. Uh, Apparently he directed an episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live. That's weird. Oh, he was a special guest director on Sin City. I don't know if I'll count that one because he didn't write and direct. Of course, he did The Grand House with the Death Proof. His uh, good buddy, Mr. Robert Rodriguez, did Planet Terror on that one. And then, of course, there's Kill Bastards. Or kill bastards, what the hell? <laughs> I was reading the next thing to kill Bill the whole bloody affair, but it was inglorious bastards. That's funny. Uh, and then Django Unchained, The Hateful Eight, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, for the most part, yeah, I anything that he's written and directed, I have seen. Uh, like I said, besides the um episodes of ER and stuff like that, so um. Great, like I said, great director, writing and directing. He, he, I don't think, I can't think of any other director, writer that can hold your interest as long as he can with just dialogue. He can have two people sitting across from each other at a table and have you listen to them talk for like half hour to 45 minutes and you're, you're intrigued. Um, directing, I can't even begin to tell you how he's good he's really really good i mean the shots that he gets the 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 cinematography which i'm sure is not all him you probably have some help but i mean it's his direction um great great director and i'm not taking anything away from him in that aspect now that being said here comes the shit the shit part of this what are you doing in here dog? You're going to get locked in here because you didn't leave the door open behind you. Anyway. Um, the shit part of this sandwich is... I didn't... Uh, I started disliking his movies after Kill Bill. Death Proof was still pretty good, but Inglorious Bastards was the first one that I was just like... Okay, I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm like, okay, it's typical Tarantino, and then I was like, yeah, no, nope, sorry, but oh, no, not, not, no. Um, then Django Unchained, same thing, and I couldn't put my finger on it quite yet. At the time, I was like, yeah, I mean, it, it's still qu- it's typical Quarantino and I'm enjoying it, but there's something about it that's just not right. And then the hateful eight happened. And I realized what it was. Hateful Eight. I am positive that the Hateful Eight. What happened is that he had the final. If you haven't seen it for whatever reason. There's going to be some spoilers here. So sorry. He had the vision of that final scene. Or maybe not final scene. But that scene with um, Samuel L. Jackson. Talking to the guy about his son. Like how. He captured his son and made him do, if, in case you haven't seen it, made him do something. Um, like, he just had that that quick five minutes or whatever, however long that, that scene takes, ten minutes. He had that in his head as like, oh, I got to put that in a movie. And then wrote the rest of the movie for that scene. I'm positive. I'm convinced that that's what he just thinks of one outlandish scene whether it's violence or some kind of raunchiness. And then he builds a movie around it. And I went back and thought about it. I'm like, that's, that's most of his movies in reality. Like, uh, let's, let's go back. Reservoir Dogs. That's pretty simple. It's just the final, the final shootout scene. It's like, I'm going to just have everybody shoot each other to oblivion. How can I write a movie around that? Pulp Fiction I'm convinced that it's complete. Everything's written around the, the GIMP scene with uh, Bruce Willis and, uh, oh, I forget his name. It's not Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, my God. He's in Mission Impossible. You know who I'm talking about. His name is, eludes me right now. But it was that scene, the, the bondage scene, and then he wrote the rest of the movie around it. Um, Jackie Brown, I don't remember Jackie Brown that well, but... That one doesn't have as much violence or anything in it that I can remember. And a lot of people don't like Jackie Brown, probably, for that reason. Kill Bill, I'm positive it's just the the uh, the scene where she's fighting, like, 10,000 uh, swordsmen and the the whole bloody and gordiness of that scene, and he wrote the rest of the movie around that. Uh, death Proof, we all know that one. It's just build up, build up, build up until that... F- That car scene, Uh, the girls beating the crap out of him, inglorious bastard. Same thing. It's just build, build, build until that one, one particular scene. Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, of course, because just having him talk and the uh, having him talk to the old man about his son and just completely embarrass him and disrespect the son. And once upon a time in Hollywood is the same exact thing. And Quarantino is also like the king of. He he has this talent to keep you interested, like through the whole film. Like okay, that this is dragging a bit, and I could do without that, but whatever, we'll get to the good stuff. And then he gives you that final final scene or that scene that's building. And for me, it's it's anticlimactic. I'm like, I want two two hours and forty minutes. This movie is, and I had to sit there for two hours and forty minutes for that ending. Are you serious? And I've had a couple of people tell me, well. You need to know the history behind it. So that's, I don't care. I don't care. Whether I know the history or not, I shouldn't have to do research and read books before watching a movie in order to get the movie. That is your job as a director. You're supposed to, within the time frame of what have you, two hours and 40 minutes, fine. Within those two hours and 40 minutes, you should give me what information I need for me to enjoy this movie. I shouldn't have to go read before or after. For me to know what's going on in this movie, that the ending is so anticlimactic—it's just nothing but an excuse to show gore and violence. Which he's said before—that's what he does. He creates a violent film. Fine, I get it. But when you're—I'm sorry—but he—it's it, not—it's not cutting it anymore. He needs to evolve. It, it's his movies have gotten better. I mean, com- if you compare visually. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to Reservoir Dogs, it's not even in the same ballpark. You can tell that he has evolved in that sense. And for that reason, I say he is a great director. If somebody were to give him a script that wasn't his and told him to direct it, it would be, I mean, of course, if the writer is good, it would be a phenomenal movie. I mean, Quentin Tarantino directing anything looks and sounds good. But when he's doing his own material, the, it's the material that he writes, it's just like ugh, it's it's too typical. There's there's a formula to it, and I get it that people figure out what works and they continue to do it. But this one threw me for a loop. I don't like for the life of me, I cannot understand why we had to basically watch. Big chunks of Leonardo DiCaprio's scenes as an actor in a movie within this movie. Like, I don't know if maybe he thought, oh, I'm going to get super meta and put a movie within a movie and make him watch full clip. We didn't need to see those full clips. It, It lends nothing to the climax of this story. Nothing whatsoever. You could have condensed this movie into an hour and gotten the point of the whole movie. Yuck. The other hour and 40 minutes is useless filler, and it's about to get noisy. Surprise! Surprise! Surprise. Love you! Yuck! Give me a kissy. Yuck. Mm. Yuck. Yes, look, here. Talk to the talk to the people. Don't touch. Say hi. What are you doing? Yeah? Okay, go watch your show. Love you. Hey. What happened? Maybe I should review one of her shows, huh? Close the door. Love you, baby. Close the door. Thank you. I don't know, maybe I'll edit that out. Anyway. Um so yeah, that that's just my rant about the the movie. Um I, to be fair, I didn't watch it when it came out. Maybe the hype around it would have been different if I had seen it in the theater. Of course, but I love going to the theater. I love the, the full movie experience. I unfortunately, if I'm not in a the theater, I don't put my phone down. That's just the honest truth of it. I don't. Um, for that one, I was I was here working as well. I was here in my office and I was working like my job job and. So I was watching in the downtime. So there was a lot of pausing. Um, it's my first time and only time watching it. So I'm going to give it another shot. Um, The Hateful Eight, I will not. I, I just, I guess I guess I will. But as of right now, I'm still just like, ugh, I don't want to bother with the Hateful Eight. Django Unchained, I've only seen once. Inglorious Bastards I've only seen once and I I didn't have that feeling quite as bad with Inglorious Bastards. I was like, okay, that was that was pretty cool. I that's where I kinda got a sense that something was just off. But I still enjoyed it. I need to I need to go back and rewatch them. Maybe after, now that I because since then, like I said, it's gotten worse and worse. I'm just like for this one, I was just like, I don't want to see it. It's gonna be typical bullshit and i but I have to see it. It's Quarantino, I gotta see it. So maybe I gotta watch it again. Give it another shot, knowing what I know now, and just turning my super critical brain off and just watching it for what it is. and Maybe now that I know the ending, the I'll enjoy it because the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, okay, so well, this is building. The, okay. They're telling us this they're telling us that what's it building towards. Okay. And then you get to the end. It's like, really? I paid it. I paid attention to shit that I probably didn't need to pay attention to. And this is what I get. I could have just enjoyed it for what it was. So maybe that's what I need to do. And I've been told tons of times that I've overanalyzed shit in movies. So I don't know. I'll watch it again. Um, probably come back and refer to this episode and tell you what I think about that but anyway that's the shit part of the sandwich so now the final bread um again great he's a great director like I said you give him any other script that's not his and I'm pretty sure he can direct the living shit out of it uh living directors right now of course there's Scorsese and Nolan um he's up there man like it we're we're fortunate to be alive in a time where cinema has we've seen the evolution it's probably going to continue to get better but thank you to everybody that's come before because they've inspired they've inspired people like quarantino and now we have these great movies to discuss but hey at the end of the day we're going to talk about it and I might not agree, you might not agree, but there's still great films that we're talking about. If there were shit films, like, completely, just because I'm shitting all over, it doesn't mean it's a shit film. Um, it gives us something to discuss, and that that's the telltale sign of a good movie. You know, if, if we both agree that it's shit, then it's just shit. Um, and that's the other thing that I wanted, the other last point that I wanted to make on Tarantino. I've seen some of his interviews and stuff. And that guy is not an encyclopedia. He is probably the encyclopedia when it comes to film. I've seen a a YouTube video where they show how he took a scene from an obscure movie that somebody's probably never even heard of. And almost shot it, like like shot for shot, it's the exact same scene. And uh, people use it as an excuse to say, oh, you see, he's a hack, he's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, because if you talk to any artist that's studied art, even, you know, at a bachelor's level or a master's or PhD level, they all have this, the same mentality, I guess, of good artists create, but great artists steal. And I'm probably just ruining that quote, but that's the basic idea is that the it, it's in, it's about inspiration. If an artist sees a painting or a sculpture or whatever, and it inspires them to say, Oh, that's amazing, but I would have done it different. You look at them and you're like, Well, it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's inspired by and it's, it pays homage, homage, whatever to the original. And some people will say that it's stolen, but. Very few people truly create things purely out of imagination. Most things that are artistic have borrowed from other things to create it, whether it's music, art, movies. So when Tarantino does that, I get it. Those are the things that when he was younger, he saw and just said, like, I want to do that. And so when he's finally as famous as he is now where he can do pretty much whatever he wants that's his way of paying homage to the artists that inspired him so yeah he's he's like the encyclopedia when it comes to films like i don't i don't know if i'm sure there are people that know more than him but that i've heard in interviews and stuff of recent um directors and stuff i i don't think anybody can top him i think I was telling Lucinda this, my fiance, um, if he were to be a professor at the most elite film school in the world, he would be like the, um, I was going to say Gandalf. Oh my God. Dumbledore of Hogwarts. He He's like just the top. Like he's going to be the professor. He's the one that you're, you're going to go to Scorsese's class and, Nolan's class and all these other guys and Tarantino just might be at the top because his knowledge about film and stuff is just, it's incomparable. You can't compare him to anybody else. Nolan and all these other guys are good, but I don't know if they have the knowledge that Tarantino has. Now, whether he applies it correctly and makes the greatest film of all time, that's yet to be seen. But as far as the knowledge, I, I haven't heard anybody speak about films the way he does so there's that um we are eh, it's only been about 15 minutes maybe close to 20 i think we have enough time to segue into the instagram part of my show lately so let's pull up my save not too many like three or four um where shall we begin well at the beginning of course i'm not a big david Lynch fan okay for those of you out there that liked um Oh my god, Blue Velvet, I think. Um Twin Peaks, that stuff. For you David Lynch fans, if you haven't already heard, which if you're a fan, you probably have. Brief little break here, cause my kids back in here. Hi! Ah is that your baby? Uh oh, What? It hurt. What hurt? She hurt? Why did she hurt? Of baby, go lie her down. Go lie her down and put a blanket on her so she can watch TV. No, put her over there so she can watch TV. Close the door behind you. Thank you, baby. Love you. And we're back. Um, yeah, so David Lynch has uh, reportedly um, signed on to write and direct an untitled Netflix series. So for you David Lynch fans, there you go. Uh, Some sad news. Mr. David Prowse, I believe it's pronounced Prowse, um, the physical embodiment of Darth Vader. He's the one that's in the suit throughout the original movies. uh, Passed away at the age of 85. I saw some pictures of this guy when he was young. The guy was jacked. That's a sad loss for us Star Wars people. Um. Oh, I didn't say where I got these from. I'm sorry. The David Lynch news was from Geek and Great News. That's Geek, the letter N, and then Great News on Instagram. Um, again, Geek and Great News with the Darth Vader news. This one is from The Mighty Miles. That's M-Y-L-E-S. It's got an underscore in the front and the back if you want to follow him, her, them, whatever. Um, as of today, the film rights to Daredevil have officially reverted back to Marvel Studios, meaning the studio can use the character in any future Marvel Studios film project. This was two days ago, so. Um, I watched Daredevil. Uh, it was good. Um, I don't know how excited I am about him being... Again, I'm getting saturated with this, oversaturated with this stuff. I, it's like they're adding him, and then Deadpool is finally being, they're moving forward with, so they're supposedly going to bring him into the MCU. There's just so much. I, I'm enjoying it, don't get me wrong. Don't stop, but it's getting close. It's getting close. Um, I tagged another one about Mr. David Prose. This one I saw earlier today um, Peter Dinklage has signed on to star in the remake of The Toxic Avenger. For those of you that are too young to remember, or never really... Of course, my kid has to sing right in front of my door. For those of you that are too young to remember, or just never watched crappy B-movies, and it's not even crappy, The Toxic Avenger was amazing. It was a guy that fell, accidentally fell into like a vat of toxic waste and comes out completely deformed. And he goes around fighting crime, mm, I guess. Um, but he was, that was pretty brutal. Like it was an excuse to be violent in, in movies back then, which I know I was complaining about with Qu- Quarantino, but. I can't justify that i'm hypocritical in that stuff i guess <laughs> but anyway mr peter dinklage is going to be the new toxic avenger he's going to be Toxy. they actually used to call him Toxy um when i was growing up so that there's that that should be interesting i don't know we'll see They'll. i, I want to say they're going to have to go with an r rating because they got pretty violent and according to this uh, executive producers, and we'll keep the concept of, of uh, every man being turned into a grotesque monster after falling in toxic waste and fight crime by horrifically and comically violent means. So, if they're sticking with that, they're probably gonna have to go with a harder rating because it was pretty brutal the stuff that he did. Um, moving on. Apparently, I like Geek and Great News. Quite a bit. Because here's another one. Uh, Black Mirror creator Charlie Brooker is developing a mockumentary about 2020 for Netflix. I really enjoy Black Mirror. I need to finish the episodes. Um, but yeah, the creator is doing a mockumentary. I need. there's another mockumentary that they did about... Oh, I can't remember what it was. I'll look it up and I'll I'll, I'll bring it to you. I'll, I'll tell you guys about it, but... Mockumentaries are gonna be probably my thing now. I'm gonna probably look up some more mockumentaries. It's 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 a movie, but they shoot it as as a documentary and it's a complete spoof, so it it seems I think the one that I'm talking about, they're they're trying to hunt down somebody that's vandalizing cars or something like that. It's just so stupid, but it looks really funny. And well the last one, for you old heads like me, they're remaking the West Side story supposed to be out in 2021 it looks so bad but i don't know we'll see we'll have to see maybe it'll be great if you don't like musicals then you don't care anyway i actually enjoy them i like west side stories so we'll have to see how that turns out but that's pretty much it in the geek news that i have here for this week so um as usual if you guys have any suggestions anything you want me to discuss or if you want to come on the show let me know maybe we can work something out um but yeah all the good info will be in the outro um thank you guys for tuning in and as always be good to each other love you guys Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, or questions, uh, you can reach me at moat9. That's M-O-A-T-N-I-N-E at gmail.com. Also go to linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash moat, the number nine, where you can find the links to all my social media accounts, um, Instagram, Twitter, etc., as well as uh, the other podcast platforms like uh, Spotify, google podcast apple podcast overcast breaker etc whatever Um, i would greatly appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening on and as always thank you for listening please be good to each other love you guys